global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, Britain Vote. Votes, stocks sell off. This update brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction, guaranteed New York City realty investments. See them at nria.net. Lows of the session right now. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Stocks plunge around the world following that Brexit vote. And like you said, main U.S. averages are on session lows. Dow is currently down 634 points. SSBs drop 78. And NASDAQ falls 208 points. The NASDAQ 100 dropped back below the 200-day moving average. Over in Europe, Spain and Italy plummeted 12%, while the U.K. dropped 3.2%. And the pound fell as much as 11%. Back in the U.S., the small cap 600 is down 27 points, and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.58%. All 10 S&P sectors are lower, led by losses in financials, materials, and technology. Dow Transports plunge 357 points, and as a Vitek sank 132 points, and the VIX is higher by 44%. In the Dow, Goldman Sachs fell 7.4%, J.P. Morgan 7%, and Caterpillar 6.3%. Verizon and Walmart were a little changed. Newmont Mining gained 5.2% amid a rally in the miners, while money manager Invesco plunged as much as 13.2%. That's in most since August of 2011. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Hey, thank you very much, Bill Maloney. Worth repeating, S&P 500 index down 79, a drop there of 3.8%. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, that's S-Q-U-A-W-K. I'm Charlie Pelletar. Brexit coverage continues. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Continuing coverage of the United Kingdom's decision to leave the European Union. Northern Ireland's Deputy First Minister Martin McGuinness has called for a border poll on a united Ireland. This, of course, after the U.K. voted to leave the EU. Support for the European Union considerably higher in Northern Ireland than in the rest of the United Kingdom. Here to tell us more, Kieran Mulhall, Chief Investment Officer, Global Reach Securities, joining us from Dublin, Ireland. Kieran, thanks very much for being with us. First of all, your reaction to the vote, and tell us, is there going to be a United Ireland as a result? Um, good evening, uh, Pim. It's uh, nice to speak to you again. I, I, it's an interesting one. It's, uh, it's kind of come out a little bit out of the left field um, in the nature of the, the makeup of, of how maybe last night kind of um, panned out in the sense that London, the, the kind of cent- centre of the kind of financial market element of the UK economy, and, and Scotland and Northern Ireland were the three kind of only the only three areas that w- were strong Remain votes. And um, so, you know, in the in the last few hours, you've had a lot of pressure amongst, you know, certainly within Scotland, and to some extent, I know I saw Martin McGuinness's comments today. I'm not sure if they were a little bit tongue in cheek, um, but certainly some pressure um, coming on what role the kind of the regions will play um, in, 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 a, in a broader UK economy that's outside of, of Europe. Um, and certainly, say, Northern Ireland would be a net beneficiary of um, inflows from, from Europe. They would get an awful lot of structural um, structural monies as well. As they get the peace aid, money, correct? It's called peace money, the financial support from the European Union. 
Yes, absolutely. And, and um, Northern Ireland is the only region um, within the UK um, that is actually a net beneficiary from, from, from Europe. Um, so it's quite a big deal. And, and, and the Northern, while down in the Republic, um, our economy has been, has been growing reasonably robustly over the last two or three years. Northern Ireland is, is still reasonably slow growth kind of dynamic. And they would, they would certainly not want to lose any help that Europe would provide them at the moment. Um, so, and that's probably, I guess, where Martin McGuinness is coming from in terms of maybe looking for an all-Ireland vote. They're trying to find a mechanism that would keep them within, within Europe. They, they've obviously voted. They've, they voted they were strong remain uh, in last night's referendum. So, Kieran, uh, earlier uh, we had on the show Marion Harkin, a mm. member of the EU Parliament, uh, a former member of Ireland's Parliament, and uh, she, like our... Uh, John Micklethwaite, our editor-in-chief for Bloomberg Editorial, you, you, they basically said how this, how sad this is in a way, how kind of distressing this is. And, of course, I, I'm wondering then, we can see what the mood in the markets is. We can see that you look at European stocks, you know, uh, the smallest loss, ironically, is in the FTSE. You've got the IBEX down and the FTSE, well, actually, excuse me. FTSE 100 is down 3%. Uh, the FTSE MIB is down 12.5%. You have, uh, you That's know. in Italy. Yes. Italy and then the Ibex in, uh, in Spain. Thank you, sir. And of course, uh, anyway, the mood is sell. In Ireland, in Dublin, in your firm, what is the mood, mood among people about this moment? Well, I, I don't think it, very many people would have predicted this, uh, Kathleen, and I guess that's the, it's, it's the kind of the broad sense of, I, I don't, I think shock is probably a little bit of a kind of a strong word because, in, you know, the referendum, the polls were always, were always reasonably tight. Um, I think probably the, 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 in terms of the markets themselves, the important dynamic to understand is uh, we, sort of this time last week we were we weren't a whole lot away from the kind of levels that we are now uh, certainly on European equity markets certainly where the DAX um, and the, the French CAC closed um, it was within the range that we had been in the last couple of weeks but what we did see was uh, Friday, Monday, Tuesday of this week a significant rally 7-8% higher on the basis that um, Remain had taken back the lead in terms of the polls so you know the sell-off has been very very aggressive. It has been um, in, in a very short period of time. In reality, we've kind of only moved back to the levels that we would have seen last week. Where we go from here, though, I think is going to be very interesting because possibly unlike maybe some of the, the worries we've had in the last couple of years, whether it be China or you know, U.S. recession or, or um, you know, issues around Ebola from, from 2014, um, this is going to be a very slow-moving story. Um, there's going to be you know, a couple of catalysts in the next week or so, but after that it's likely to die into the background for a couple of years. But kind of that level of uncertainty is going to remain and, how, and, and we're going to see it sort of piecemeal drip, drip, drip. Um, as the UK tries to find a way to, to manoeuvre themselves out of Europe, but also keep their, um, keep their trade deals, etc., maybe in place. Kieran Mohall is Chief Investment Officer at Dublin-based Global Reach Securities. He says this issue of the UK, which could play out over a couple of years, will kind of fade into the background to the markets. I'm wondering, though, if there will be headline risk with such an important global event. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they only make one thing, the ultimate driving machine.
Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of the pound sterling. The uh, British currency now down more than eight and a quarter percent at 136.52. Find out, will Mark Carney and the Bank of England have to intercede in order to maintain the value of the pound? That's next. Also, Pim. What should you buy? What should you keep selling? It's a very important question. That's where we're going to continue our conversation with Kieran Mulhall, Chief Investment Officer at Dublin Blazed Global Reach Securities. Charlotte Pellet's back. Charlie Pellet is in our New York newsroom with the Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Kathleen Hayes. Thank you, Pim Fox. Fast moving markets. Uh, after that historic Brexit vote in the United Kingdom, here's where we stand. We've got 29 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Friday. S&P 500 index down 77 points. That's a drop of 3.7%. The S&P now at 2,036. Dow Industrials down 619 points, a drop there of 3.4%. The Dow at 17,392. NASDAQ is down 206 points to 4,703, a drop there of 4.2%. Sterling right now is at 136.56. We've got gold surging up 50 dollars the ounce to 12 1322 on gold that is a gain of 4.7%. So equities sinking to session lows, the victory of the leave campaign stunning many investors. Michael Cagino is the president of the Permanent Portfolio Family of Funds. The voters have spoken and in the coming months and years, uh, Great Britain is going to have to negotiate with the European Union as to how to exit whatever deals it has currently and enter into new deals as well as deal with other countries outside the European Union for trade deals. That could be positive or negative. We just don't know. Already immediate impact on corporations. British Airways owner IAG lowering its 2016 profit target. An oil tumbling along with most commodities. West Texas intermediate crude down 5%, dropping 2.51 a barrel on WTI now at 47.60. Brent down 4.9%. It is 3.32 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. President Obama says he has spoken to British Prime Minister David Cameron and is confident the UK is committed to an orderly transition out of the European Union. Mr. Obama spoke this afternoon at Stanford University. I do think that yesterday's vote speaks to the ongoing changes and challenges that are raised by globalization. But while the U.K.'s relationship with the E.U. will change, uh, one thing that will not change is the special relationship that exists between our two nations. The president had urged Britain to remain with the European Union. Donald Trump is hailing Britain's vote to leave the E.U. and predicting that other nations will follow suit. Hillary Clinton says we need to respect the choice the United Kingdom has made. British Prime Minister David Cameron is resigning in the wake of yesterday's vote. Cameron says he worked hard to stop the vote from passing, but failed. I held nothing back. I was absolutely clear about my belief that Britain is stronger, safer and better off inside the European Union. And I made clear the referendum was about this and this alone, not the future of any single politician, including myself. 
Cameron says he will leave office knowing he did what he could. President Obama is designating the Stonewall Inn here in New York as a national monument, the first to honor gay rights. The tavern in Greenwich Village became the site of an uprising after police raided it in June 1969, triggering what is widely viewed as the start of the gay rights movement. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider, and this is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, equities lower across the board, 600-point drop in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, down 3.3%. 10-year yield, 1.57%. Our Brexit coverage continues. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. A global sell-off in global risk assets on speculation. The U.K. decision to leave the EU will hamper worldwide growth. We certainly can see it in the numbers as Charlie Pellet just so eloquently laid it out for us. We're continuing our conversation now with Kieran Mulhall. He's chief investment officer at Global Reach Securities in Dublin, Ireland. So certainly someone who is in the heart of uh, the impact and all the big questions about where this leads next. And, of course, for you, Kieran, this is such an important Investment question, because uh, in your work at Global Reach Securities, you invest mainly in stock indices or sectors through ETFs. You mostly have um, an international, a global macro focus. Let's start there. Uh, Pim was just mentioning how much the, the pound has fallen. It's the lowest level since 1985. Is that where you start? Do you start with currencies? Do you look at this rally in uh you know, government bond markets, particularly the U.S., that seems to be continuing. What's your first step? Um, I think, Kathleen, when when we're sort of looking at how our investment process sort of evolves and and, and kind of takes into account events like what we saw in the last 24 hours, I think the first thing we kind of try and come back to is what the global central banks are doing. Um, And certainly for the moment, it will evolve over time, but for the moment we're we're very focused on on Mario Draghi and what the ECB are doing. Um, And we've spoken about this before, but the the kind of the natural flow of that is that we would see the the euro being on on average a, a weak currency, so we would look to both allocate capital away from the euro from the euro to currencies that we think would strengthen against the euro and then within europe we've had a had a reasonably um strong focus on sort of European corporate bonds. Um, we have stayed away from, from European sovereign bonds. Valuations there are a little bit strained, but particularly European corporate bonds, some high-yield corporate debt, um, and some European equities based around the German market. We've, we've had, over the last six months, um, various positions in sterling against the euro. We have very small exposure to sterling at the moment with, within the fund, mostly due to the uncertainty around um, what we've seen in the last 24 hours. And I can't... I, I, I probably some opportunity for sterling to, to weaken a little bit further and um, we certainly wouldn't be trying to buy um, buy the dip in sterling just yet and um, we'd want to see a catalyst to turn it around because as, as I think a couple of the other guests have already mentioned today that the, the UK is in a bit of a difficult spot in the sense that Carney probably would quite like to cut rates and sort of give a bit of an indication of, a, of, a, of action into sort of you know 
improve confidence. But you know, if, this, if sterling has weakened so much already, and if it was weakened materially more, it will lead to a, a huge problem with imported inflation, and the UK economy is very susceptible to imported inflation. And we saw that in the sort of 2010, 2011, and 2012 period. So I would suspect if Carney does decide to do anything, it's going to be more around maybe quantitative easing or liquidity measures. And at that point, we might get more interested in in in, in terms of maybe taking some sterling exposure um, within our investment process. Kieran, I just want to follow up on something Mm. you were talking about having to do with the catalyst for a turnaround. Mm. At that point, won't everybody know that there's that catalyst? And isn't this when real money is made? You look at things that no one else wants to buy because they believe that the situation will not change. Well, Tim, things can get um, cheaper, I guess, is what I always say to that. And I think even in terms of the commodity sell-off we've seen over the last couple of years, um, I've always been – it's not that we would necessarily be waiting for the turn, but I I certainly think in terms of getting excited about about sterling again – you know, there, there's some chance and, and certainly some technical analysis that one of our team has done, has done would suggest that sterling, certainly against the dollar, mightn't have a whole lot more down, downside to go. I think you'd have to you'd have to let a couple of days go before you you decided to to really move in there. Um, yeah, and as I say, you'd be looking for something on the even on the fringes. It might not have to be a direct catalyst, but something on the fringes to suggest that the that the selling of of, of sterling has at least abated for a period. So, over the long run, uh, hmm. where how do you see this working out? Uh, and does it really make that much difference in some sense when all is said and done, five years down the road, it, for investors like you, for people who have to manage money, hmm. is it just is it is it going to all settle down and, and we'll be where we were, uh, or yes. does it have some lasting effect that we should be worried about? Well, it's going to have a lasting effect on the growth outlook for the UK economy. Um, and the, the, the Leave camp have argued that very strongly that the short-term negative catalyst that we're sort of seeing begin to play out now will be offset by a longer-term improvement in terms of trade deals, etc. And we'll have to see how that kind of works out. But for me, I guess... Um, going forward, it, it's not whether or not it has a lasting impact. It's more how, as I spoke maybe before the break, is how does it, plan, how does it sort of play out? Does it kind of, and, I, and it's probably not going to happen in the next week or so, but does it fade back into the background and then kind of re-emerge as a kind of a, a risk-off move and then kind of go back and then re-emerge again? Um, and that's why I was quite interested to see Boris Johnson's comments um, this morning, um, who's been the sort of main figurehead of the Leave camp. And, you know, it, it occurs to me that maybe the Leave um, camp maybe weren't that confident in their own success, and I'm not 100% sure they have their own plan in place about how to proceed from here. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Kieran Mulhall is Chief Investment Officer for Global Reach Securities. They are based in Dublin, Ireland. The pound sterling right now down more than 8% against the U.S. dollar at 136.74. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, Russell Rebalancing could be having a Brexit-like effect on U.S. stocks, too. We're going to find out why, what it means for the markets next on Bloomberg Radio.